We're up to first chapter Mishnah ten. Shemayev of Talion, Kiblu Mehem. They received the tradition from the Tanom in the Mishnah before. So we see that the tradition is being passed on from generation to generation. This is why it's very important how these Mishnahs are codified to show us that there was no lapse in the tradition. It was cohesive, it was controlled, it was absolute truth and clear. We're able to identify how the tradition and God's word to Moses was passed on generation to generation. That somebody woke up one morning and said, I had a prophecy and nobody's around except for that person. Everything we do and we practice has a basis in the original. In other words, the chain is unbroken. It is a, a cohesive chain, link to link, generation to generation, from Moses up to us, up to us. Now, in some places, the chain got broken, but it got picked up later on. But those people that picked it up later on were able to connect, and this is very important, to another segment where it was unbroken. So let's say from 1800 to 1900, there were a few families that lost the tradition. The only thing they knew that the Jewish, because they are children of a Jewish mother, in 1900, they connected to a chain of Jews that was unbroken. It's so important. Kiblu, 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 Kiblu. Accepted a tradition. Nobody invented anything here. There was no inventions. We're still living Aaron today. Shammai and Hillel are still living Aaron. How did Aaron wind up 800 years later by Hillel and Shammai? That means there had to be a continuity from the beginning till here. They were teaching by example. So what did Shammai say? You should love work. Because when a human being is idle, he gets into trouble. When we see Goyishik teenagers being incarcerated and constantly in trouble, they have no program. They sit idle. And when you're idle, then you become mischievous and you make problems. The rabbis even say that if you don't have any work, because let's say you're wealthy, you don't need to work, you still need to find work. You need to be occupied. When a person is idle and he's not occupied, then he comes to act improperly or he thinks improperly because his mind is not filled doing something of value. So in a certain sense, working and being occupied is a blessing in of itself. There's a basis to this thinking also because there's the commandment in the Torah, Sheshesh Yaman. Tavod, six days you shall work, and you shall complete your work. So from creation, Hashem set up the world in a way that people should be occupied and accomplishing something with their time. Time is a very, very precious commodity, and there's no value to time. A rich man in his deathbed would give everything away just for a little bit of time. Since Hashem gave us time, so therefore we have to utilize it. Now there's no question that the best way to utilize your time is in the service of Hashem. To study Torah, to do mitzvahs, to do acts of kindness, and to be occupied with that. But we need to be occupied one way or another. They also say that Adam, he was not able to appreciate 
the fruits in Aden until he did some work. The Pasuk says that Hashem placed him in Gan Eden, La'avdo u'lishomro, to work and to protect and keep it. So he had to be occupied. There's another very important thing, because when a person is occupied and accomplishes, he sees a certain self-worth, there's a certain fulfillment in not wasting life and energy. That alone is the thing that brings simcha, fulfillment. And certainly if with the time you accomplish something, then obviously it's a much greater thing. It's interesting that the Tana of the Mishnah uses the word Ahov, love it. Because most of the people go to work grudgingly and they don't realize that having the ability to work in and of itself is a gift. A guy is not employed, he sits at home, he's sour. He goes to work, he's able to earn, he's able to be occupied. But some people go to work grudgingly. If the boss would lay them off, they would all of a sudden become happy. The same job. If he lets them off for a week, all of a sudden they're going to get sour. When they were going to work, they were also sour. Then when he calls them back, all of a sudden they're happy with the same job that they had before. That's just human nature. But the value of working, being occupied, is so great that the sages say that Tana says, Ahov es hamalacha. Love it. Now love it doesn't mean you should work 24-7. It means that you need to work at the time that you need to work. But when you go to work, you should love that opportunity that you're able to accomplish or support yourself or your family or whatever it is. Then he says, Usna is Rabonis. And you should hate Rabonis. Rabonis doesn't mean being a rabbi. Rabonis means leadership in of itself. And there's a Gemara, the first tractate in Bavli, a brachos that says that three things shorten the life of a man. One of those is somebody that conducts himself in a controlling leadership position. Because being in control and leading people brings with it lots of disappointment. Because you can never satisfy all the people. And therefore a leader is always in sort of a tug of war. Unless he has a very, very strong personality. Unless he possesses the midah of Gevura of strength, like our forefather Yitzchak. The altus vada laroshus basically means that he is not to make any efforts to try to familiarize himself with government or with officials. He is not supposed to try to, so to say, chummy up to the government. The best thing Shemaya is telling us is to try to be out of government sight. We're not to try and draw their attention because chances are that if they see that we have something that they want, they are going to devise schemes in order to draw us into their company and then somehow they will acquire what we possess. The worst part about that is that they will do that with any means available to them. And we have seen this time and again throughout history. A good example of that would be that Barbanel was in the highest levels of government and then he barely escaped his life. The Mishnah is warning us over here that involvement with the government is not a good idea. They appear to be your friend, but at the end of the day they only use you for their benefit. They basically masquerade to induce people to support their agenda. 
what happens? We in turn try to please them. And then as time goes on, we continuously try to ingratiate ourselves. And we do that more and more in the hope of positioning ourselves in their company. And we do this because we have a hope that we're going to gain power or status through our allegiance to them. So the advice, it seems inherent in the words of Shammai is that we should not become politically enmeshed with government officials. Now what could possibly happen here on a more spiritual level is we can become so enmeshed that we forget where our allegiance is supposed to be. And that is with Malach Malach HaMoloch HaMakadosh Baruch and not with Malach HaBosavadah. Because they're only here today and they're gone tomorrow. So having a dual loyalty, so to say, is not a good thing. A year is supposed to be a loyal servant of Hashem Yisbarach. Only Him, only Hashem. Awful loyalty and dedication has to be to one power and one power only. We can't have competing forces for our attention. And truth be said, this extends to any competing interest we have. Any time we are focused on something else, we are not focused on Hashem. To the extent that our attention is diverted from Ruchnius, or rather to say to the extent that we are busy with Gashmis, to that extent our attention is diverted from the Ica place that it's supposed to be, and that is in the service of Hashem. What also comes out over here is that when we deal with the government and we deal with the politicians, we deal with officials, we can sometimes also forget as we become empowered that that gives power. And he gives power to Klal Yisrael, to every individual, our power and our prestige come from only one source, and that's Hashem. Our power does not come from political officials. But it's very, very easy to forget that. Shemaiah has to come ahead and has to remind us to be careful of government enticements. And we should be careful from eventual unavoidable entrapments which come along in the process of government. And our full concentration needs to be to serving Hashem and only Hashem because that is for our good.